I know what you're doing. Okay, just after last week, I've determined not to do the first <laughs> one ever again. So, just have but to you're wait. supposed to start it. Why? <laughs> Why? That's how that it happen? goes. Okay, fine. We so, have like 50 episodes of this show with you starting it. Every time? That's, I think so. That's weird. Chatty Cathy over here. Um. <laughs> okay, you, you saw Drive. Yep. What are your thoughts on it before I, you know, reply? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like, entirely? Like no, it's... like, I think the beginning, it was a bit slow. Okay. You found one fault in the movie that makes it okay for Nathan. Well, no, it's I. I'm more just of the opinion like if you think this is one of the best films of the year or anything, I don't quite understand where you're coming from. But no, I wouldn't say that. And like to any people like d- disputing my apes enthusiasm, there's like an hour of me talking about why I think it's great on the internet. So if you want to do likewise for Drive, I will listen to you and what you have to say but I somehow doubt there's enough to fill an hour, so... Whatever. <laughs> it's very cliched. I, that that was kind of my big thing with me. Uh, tons of style, but it's just a revenge movie. Like, I don't know. What I really liked was um, how Ryan Gosling was just, like, doing everything, but he was just always, like, straight-faced and calm the whole time. That got to the point where I almost, like, he was borderline robotic at times, and I thought that was really weird. Like, I don't know. They they seem to have gone too far in the strong silent type direction to the point where it's like that's not a real person. But this then he puts ridiculous. like on the mask and it gets freaky. The mask was cool. That that kind of reminded me of a scene in Daft Punk's Electroma, which is a weird association, but that movie's kind of neat if you've ever seen it. Um, but I I don't know. Like I I thought Albert Brooks was really great. He's the bad guy in it, so just to clarify that. Um, There's a couple bad guys. He's the, the He uses a fork at one point, and it's pretty good. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What um, about the guy who plays Hal in Malcolm? Oh, Brian Cranston? It's you okay. mean Brian Cranston, right? Breaking Bad, all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought he was okay. Um, One scene specifically with him, but I don't want to spoil stuff that happens, so whatever. Um, he was probably also in my least favorite scene in the movie, but I can't get to... Again, it's kind of plot-related. Uh, I guess one of the big things, did you, like, have any investment in the relationship between his character and Carrie Mulligan's character, like, at all? Is that the girl? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, that's kind of one thing, like, I just felt was, like, that's just a weak part of the movie. Like, if this whole movie is about, like, him kind of going after these criminals because his, like, his girl's in danger, I should probably care about their relationship. But because they're just kind of standing there awkwardly not talking, I don't care. So style kind of ruined some of the substance there for me. But uh, He's a good-looking I, man. Yeah, okay. And he he's a, he's a real human being and a real hero. So, you know, that's cool. I, I got that song. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. Did you like the soundtrack? Uh, yeah. Cliff Martinez does good work. And, yeah, uh, I was into it. Yep. But uh, when I went to the movie, um, full theater, which I was surprised at, because I was like, wow, I'm surprised this many people know what Drive is. Yeah, there was a good But anyway, when it kind of shifts from the stuff's happening to the, okay, now we're killing people. That, right. That shift right there. there like, yeah, literally everyone was like, 
Whoa. Oh, okay. That, that like one, that first gunshot, because it's a pretty gnarly scene, right? It's pretty loud, yeah. It, yeah, and it, that it, happens. It, it, and just, everyone was like, whoa. Yeah, there's or, some or like, there's boom. some really good moments in it, but I, I don't know. I didn't use this comparison on uh, Movie Monks or my movie podcast. Little plug, haha. <laughs> See what I did? Um, <laughs> they there's a moment like I'd consider it kind of like an album with like really good singles in it, but it doesn't really work overall. You know what I mean? Like, there's great scenes in it, but overall, just kind of wasn't feeling it. So, okay. I don't know. That's fair. I, I, I felt it throughout. I enjoyed it. But I can see where you say there's you, some or? really good parts. You gonna buy that movie? Uh, I might. Probably not, okay. but I might. Okay. Fair enough. If, like, a big retailer goes out of business and it's, like, 70% <laughs> off, maybe, maybe... Yeah, well, hey, I bought a ton of those movies today, so there you go. Yeah. Is okay. I Am Love a good movie? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I have it on hold at the library. But, um, no, I haven't had a chance to watch I it. Heard I heard it was getting things. a bunch of buzz last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One Matthew Rory really liked it. So. Yeah. Worth $2? Probably $2, yeah. Okay. Well, then I spent $2 on that movie. Okay. They had I've a stack of them. Stuff. For two dollars before, that I've I also seen. got Hannah. Good soundtrack. Yeah, well, I just like it. I really like the box art and the title card's really good. I also got Rango. I like Rango. I'll watch that again. And it's kind of a funny story. Mm, I would never purchase that. Uh, is John still with us? Oh, uh, he had to duck out for a sec. He'll be back. Oh, okay, I just kind of want to ask his opinion on any of those films, but all right. Yeah, he ducked out. Um, and then I picked up Shadow of the Damned. Oh, okay. I thought you had it already, but... I rented it. Ah, yes. And then I decided, you know, $18? Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Kept seeing that everywhere on my Dead Island journey, but... Oh, well. I guess, um... Dead Island. What about it? It's a video game? Oh, yeah, no. Top-down respective. Yeah, that's that's what we primarily talk about here. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. It's a video game podcast. One could say a podcast about video games. <laughs> they could. What? Uh, okay, what are we talking about now, Sean? You're hosting, apparently. I'm the host. I'm Nathan. I'm the host. You're Nathan, yeah. John yeah. was here. Do you know what day it is or anything? Or? Um, it's the 26th of September, and oh, yeah. I live on the surface of the sun. It was 32 here today. Oh, okay. I was inside a store for most of the day, so I don't really know the temperature. Nathan, what have you been playing? Okay. Um, I guess like Tiny Tower, but that's just how it goes. I'm at 44 floors. Um, what's the max? But a uh, hundred, I think. Though okay. it's kind of less compelling if no one's really racing you at all. Like the first bunch of it was, I was trying to catch up to my cousin Dustin and a friend of mine named Andrew who were at like around 40. But now I've passed them. They seem to not be playing very often. So it's kind of speaking just me. of passing and catching up. I'm mm-hmm. catching up on you in gamer score. I hit ninety thousand this morning. Yeah, you'll probably pass me as well. I I don't know. I'm kind of different stuff going on now, so not sure how much stuff's gonna go on. Um, Dead Island though. I'm gonna have points in that because I quite enjoy it. Um, let's hear it. I kind of yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to think how best to... Okay, first of all, uh, 
I've heard kind of some weird feedback on our Facebook page and stuff about it not being all that or something and kind of janky and whatever. I haven't had those negative experiences. Maybe part of it is right away, like I went to the options menu, turned off the music, uh, turned off any kind of like um, graphics on, like well, graphics. I turned off the graphics. Uh, you know how in Borderlands when you shoot a dude, there's numbers and stuff. Yeah. This has that on by default, but if you turn it off, it just becomes that much more kind of immersive and kind of crazy. Uh, you do kind of, you're a bit kind of, you're, you don't get all the information you might want in order to fight zombies and stuff, especially the thug zombies, because there's no health bar or anything. If you break their arm or something, you just kind of have to look at it and make sure Is it's there all normally gimpy. a health bar? Yeah, by default there's health bars and stuff and whatever, and it kind of oh. takes you out of it a bit. Like, it makes it more of a game, whereas now it's basically like this really weird, like, ultra-immersive zombie survival simulator, and I really love that. So, Did you try any of it with the music? Like, the first, like, tutorial or something. And, like, it was just like, oh, it's just going to be on the entire time. It's like, oh, moody and stuff. I'd rather just have, like, creepy, chilling kind of sound effects and stuff. And there are really good, just, sound effects in the game. So you're just yeah, kind of walking along. Yeah, the zombies sounded pretty good. Yeah, and then you just hear a zombie and you're just like, crap, I've been spotted. And then you just kind of tense up and start doing stuff. Now, do the um, zombies scream at you? Uh, some of the, there's like uh ones that are just called infected, and they're basically like uh 20 days later style. They'll just run at you, and they do yell. I hate that. So, I hate it when the enemy yells at me. Why? Just what do you mean? It freaks me out every time. Okay, yeah, no, it is a freaky game. Like it's one of the tensest games I've probably played ever. I'm like it's kind of doing a unique thing. I don't know if it's some other part of what's going on right now in my life or something, but like playing that game. I'll just get, like, all tensed up, and just afterwards, I just want to, like, punch something. Like, I just get all <laughs> revved up, and just, it's, like, adrenaline and stuff or something, and it's just, like, oh, like, it's, like, and I'm... just, like, you're, like, because you're, like, nervous, and you're, like, kind of, like, clutching, what's, being, cl- like... Yeah, like, I'm sitting in a couch, but, like... Time. I, no, I don't know what it's doing. It's, like, it's triggering, like, survival re- reflexes or something, but they're not necessary because it's just a video game. So then it's I, like, I super can... on edge because of the game? Is that how it is? Yeah, it's kind of just getting me on edge and keyed up and stuff in a way- weird way. And it's so violent, too. Like, we were talking about Drive. Like, you know, the, there's a scene where he stomps on a dude, like, a lot? Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes, actually. That kind of ha- Like, that can just happen. There's just a stomp button, and you're just, like panicky and just like, oh, I thought you were about to say you did that after playing Dead Island once. Right. I was in an elevator and just, <laughs> this guy, I don't know. No, no, no. I just, yeah, just, there's those kind of intense violence that just happens all the time. And Plus you're just smashing open heads and stuff, which is just crazy. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It is an M-rated game to the extreme, but so, in a way it's kind of, ama- like, brilliant. In everything I, 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 I've yeah. seen, when it comes to the combat, it seemed very kind of, like, not really crowd control, more one-to-one fighting with the zombies. Unless you're, like, I've, yeah, wow, I'm just tripping over my own words trying to figure out how to best, okay. Unless you're just kind of running and aggroing a bunch of zombies, you won't ever really have a horde to deal with. So, yeah, for the most part, it's like one or two at a time, and that's enough on your plate. Um, if you ever run into, like, five or six or something, you should probably get out of there. Or So there is no kind of, like, I have the, you know, machine gun, 
I, yeah, like I haven't gotten a gun at all yet, and I've played it for like 12 hours or something. Okay, that that's, might be that's that, unique. That might be because I chose um, the rapper guy. I can't remember his name. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember his name. There's like four different characters, much like Borderlands or something. They each have kind of different weapon loadouts or whatever. One of them is like an ex-cop or something, and she's good at guns. So she might just be given a gun earlier or something. I don't know. Like, so far, like, my guy's a melee-focused guy, so I just have, like, baseball bats and, um, like, wrenches, crowbars, uh, uh, hat racks and stuff. Um, baseball bats are actually really effective. Apparently, there's kind of a Dead Rising 2, um, weapon, like, creation system somewhere in there, like, crafting or whatever. Then you win the game? I think you can make spike, spike baseball bats at some point, but I just haven't found nails. Like, you, you're kind of going around Bioshock-style scavenging stuff, too. Like, ammo and different, like, But it's all for whatever. quests, isn't it? Oh, there's a lot... Yeah, there's a very kind of borderlands uh quest system, but I'm trying to think. There's been decent variety so far. A lot of it's kind of errands for people, but they contextualize it okay. Like, one was get uh, a couple cartons of juice for the survivors from a gas station but to do that there's kind of like all this electricity kind of causing problems and there's this big puddle and stuff around where you need to go so you have to it kind of reminded me of Half-Life 2 in that regard like you kind of have to deal with some puzzles just by kind of examining the environment and following different wires to different generators and uh, stuff do you play by yourself or do you have like a team with you at all you can play cooperatively and uh friend of the show, Paul, finally picked up a copy, so I might actually do some of that. That might take some of the edge off, too, because just being alone in, like, this hostile environment is just really weird. Like, it kind of just has me in a weird state every time I'm playing it. Uh, I guess if I was to compare it to some games, it would be, like, it kind of has Far Cry 2 kind of open worlds, um, and, I guess, intensity of the combat, but it's more melee-focused. It has, like, Condemned's kind of melee thing as well, but even more violent again. And uh, some Dead Rising in there, obviously, just because of the contemporary zombie survival thing. And so what's, what's the storyline? What's your, like, objective here? Uh, I'm, I, like, so far, just kind of more just survive and whatnot. But there's different groups of survivors you're kind of talking to. And they're trying different things, like trying to get certain radio towers going, or like, hey, build a big message on the beach that spells help with suitcases, um, and various little things like that. Uh, I, I guess the last quest I was on, I'm at like 16% through the story, apparently. It's like, go back to the hotel that you start in, and you're kind of looking for some stuff, so... I, I, I don't know. Like, it's pretty generic, I guess, in terms of, like, just zombie survival story, but just the fact that it's contemporary and it kind of is reminding me of these other games I really, really like is... I, I don't know. I guess I didn't even preface, like, I am happy to say I was totally wrong about Dead Island when I saw that trailer and everything. It was like, this is terrible. I hope this game sucks. This game does not suck at all. Great. I still don't like that, that trailer. Stamp down real quick. <laughs> put it okay. at the end of the podcast. I'm going to put it, like, every two minutes. No, <laughs> That's I... What? I... <laughs> I, I readily admit I was wrong. Like that, I was totally wrong. People should buy this game. Apparently, people are because I had a horrible time finding it. I heard it um, sold two million copies. I'm amazed there were ever that many out there, but maybe like that would be cool. I guess cross-platform and stuff. Um, 
it so certainly deserves it. And you said you're 12 hours into it? Something like that, yeah. So it, it seems pretty hefty, yeah. Um, How are the achievements? Uh, pretty good. Uh, kind of some creative stuff in terms of just, uh, like, one is pretty hard. It's like kill 15 zombies with a melee weapon or whatever without taking damage. I haven't done that. Like, I get up record? to 7 or 8 or something, and then it'll, okay. someone will land a hit. Um, and then just, like, general, like, kill a whole bunch of zombies, run over 50 zombies. That's literally called Carmageddon, but with K for some reason. I, I don't know. Like Mortal Kombat reference? I, well, I mean, Carmageddon, you run over zombies. Carmageddon might be copywritten, you never know. Right, so they just had to change it just a bit in order to, you get the joke, but, you know, no one gets in trouble or has to pay anybody any money. Um, Set pieces. I, uh, not, well, that's not really, like, it's more just like uh, dynamic combat type stuff. I guess there are certain times where it seems to be like there's just infinite zombies kind of spawning or something that you have to contend with until an objective is complete. So that might be more fun with the yeah, so group like, of survivors. Because kind of, it says it's quest. Are there any, like, standout quests? Um, Are there even boss fights? Because, like, Borderlands had boss quests. I don't know if I'd call it... Like, there's thug zombies, which are kind of just really hardy, big zombies. And because of the... It kind of almost has a Dead Space-style, like, limb dismemberment system. Like, you can smash up their arms and legs and stuff to make them easier to deal with. So basically with the thug zombie, you have to take that into account. Like, you want to snap its arm at the elbow on both sides so that it can't really do anything except headbutt you. So some dead space in there. A little bit of that, too. And, like, it just, I don't know, yeah, it borrows a lot of elements from a lot of stuff, but kind of makes it just uniquely gross and gory and kind of intense. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I heartily endorse it. I'm trying to think. There was a couple other... Oh, like achievements. Oh, I guess there's also like for playing each of the different character classes and stuff. And I already am kind of intrigued to start with the gun class and see if that changes it up some. Or like, there's one that's specialized in blade weapons and whatnot. So, so which class did you say you started with? Uh, the melee class, the big rapper guy. So he just hits stuff with blunt things, which is kind of cool. But I don't know. Unless the fourth class. Oh, the the fourth class. I don't. I don't remember. He's like a. He's some tattooed dude. Like the the opening cutscene. Maybe he's is, the magic class. <laughs> he's the I, wizard. He I might guess. be throwing objects actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I someone has throwing knives or something like that. Yeah, I think he's the throwing object guy. So I'm not like there is a pretty good uh, throwing. Like basically the combat is really good. Like they put a lot of thought into it. At least when you switch it to analog combat. I don't know if I brought that up. Um, What's the difference here? Yeah, like uh, Brad Shoemaker actually his quick look kind of inform me, like, dude, switch it to this. It basically makes it kind of like Fight Night level of control over your combat. Like, you're using the right thumbstick to do everything. So, so what are you normally doing? Like, normally you're just kind of... You're hitting R, and it just kind of does an attack. You know, like video games do. Okay. You know, like, you hit R, and whatever weapon you're holding, he'll kind of do something with it, and it'll hit the enemy. But with the analog combat, you kind of press L to kind of like red, like change stance or whatever, so you're kind of holding up your weapon and ready to do stuff. And then, however you're moving the right stick, you're kind of adjusting which way you're going to swing and stuff. And then you swing the control stick in that direction to actually hit. So you can target an elbow and hit it, 
and then just keep doing that until the arm is broken, and then just, you know, switch up and start hitting from the other direction. So it's, or like, uh, I had a sickle at one point, and I lined up a vertical slice and cut off two zombies' heads with one big swipe, and I thought it was awesome. Wouldn't that be a like, horizontal just swipe? Weird... No, no, they were kind of beneath me, and I kind of jumped off this porch or whatever. It was it was pretty gnarly. I was <laughs> I was quite pleased with myself. Like, they were kind of stumbling around. Like, I don't know. It, it Just weird kind of moments can happen with the analog combat turned on. So it's technically more complex in terms of the stuff you have to do, but it makes it so much more interesting. Like, it's not... Like, you actually get that added feel of you're clubbing something with a baseball bat, and it makes it that much raw. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. I don't know. I do want to play it. Um... I love Borderlands. Yeah, no. It Yeah, it's like melee combat Borderlands with a kind of just contemporary jungle island thing. So, yeah, pretty cool. Have you done any multiplayer or just all single player so far? Uh not yet. Paul finally got a copy though, so I I'll probably <laughs> do that. And you have one as well, so. Yeah, yeah it's it's technically not mine, but it's our team. households. We have two in the house actually. Okay. And this is 360 to be clear, right? Both of them, yeah. Okay, okay. Why would you get um, two copies? There's four of us in the house. I guess, okay. We can play it together. Oh, did you play anything else? Uh, I'm trying to... I don't think so. I think it was mainly a whole bunch of that, and... Oh, wait, no. I played the Burnout Crash demo. Okay. Um, and it's such a short demo, I don't know whether or not I thought it was cool or not. Like, it, it was kind of fun, but... It's like one level, so I played it for like five minutes, and it was just like, oh, that's all you got for me? Uh, and then I bought Resident Evil 4, but it took forever to download, like HD. Why, why did you buy out. Resident Evil 4? The HD version. I love right? Resident Evil 4. But yeah, you it's all games on demand. Like two versions of it, or at least one? I own the GameCube one, but does that one have achievements, John? Wait, does this one have achievements? I, I'm actually... It has 12. I hope so. Because it's... It has 12 Xbox, achievements, okay. Uh, on demand, right? Yeah, but they treat it about like an yeah. MLA game. So I think it's only Which worth 200. Me out, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it had 1,000 or not. Like, if it had 1,000, I would have been really happy. But I guess it was... They went over their cap or whatever on how much size they are allowed. Like yeah, that's why it's an on-demand like, game, right? Yeah, it's at 3.6 or something. Yeah. And it's HD, um, so that's, that's where you get it. Uh, uh, well, yeah, also, and I just really love that game, so... Uh, I finally finished downloading overnight. Um, at some point, when I was just leaving it to download, it logged me out of live for no reason, so I lost, like, two hours of downloading time. So, Great. yeah. I'll play that at some point, because um, I really like that game, so... Alright, cool. Achievement. And then, so, J John's back. Do you want to hey. talk about what you've been playing? I played the this... I played a lot of really old games this week, okay. uh, starting with Gears of War 3. Oh, a little indie game. <laughs> yeah, a little indie game. Little old yeah. indie game, you know, on Super little Nintendo. indie developer, Epic Games? Yeah. What, what did they last do? Uh, Gears of War 2. Oh, right. Oh, Bulletstorm, technically. Well, that was People Can Fly. They just kind of... Published it. Came over and said, make the guys heavier looking. <laughs> make them put on some weight. Make them roadie run. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Gears of War 3 for yes. the rest of this podcast. Because that's pretty much all that you and I have done this weekend. Hey, talk, speak for yourself. I've been playing stuff. 
Um, I really like it. I'm a big fan of Gears, and I think this is obviously, or easily, the best one of the three. Yeah, it's easy to say so. Like, um, does it play significantly better? Or like, uh, it what? plays about the same, but it's got it's more feature rich this time around. Yeah, um, and they actually worked on the story this time. Yeah, so the story's way yeah, better, and okay. deeper. Yeah, um, they they try to put emotion into it. I think they succeeded. Well, they um, tried that in two, and it failed. <laughs> okay, so. you know what? The no, attempt at two was pretty not. damn laughable. That Maria part is emotional. Come on, it's emotional, but a lot it of tries, people just kind of make fun of it, and I can understand why. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought that it. moment. That Maria fell part flat. was crazy. Come on, you guys need a heart. I have a heart. Oh, okay, my heart is in love with Gears Three. Well, okay, Gears Three's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say there's emotion in. Well, I think there was emotion in the second one, but yes, there's emotion yeah. in the third one. There's too. a lot more, and I think the story in general seems to be a lot better this time around. But there's a lot of points where, like, if you don't know the Gears fan fiction or if you don't know the other story, of the other two games, you might be like, "Huh, what's with this?" Right. And they even do like oh, a man. previously on Gears thing, but it doesn't really tell you enough. Yeah. Is it a spoiler if you tell me what happens to Carmine? I I haven't found. Don't it tell yet. me. I don't know either. I don't want to hear it. None of us know. None of us have beaten the game okay. yet. Um, I'm at Act Four, Chapter Four. Yeah, you're exactly where I am. Okay, because I voted and I want to know. So me too. So here's the cool thing. I want to talk about that for a bit. Uh, if anyone does remember, because I forgot a couple months back, they had said vote <coughs> for if you want Carmine in this game to live or die, and everyone had to wear like their shirt and stuff. Was it a couple months? I thought that was at least a year ago at this point. It was quite a while ago. Okay, so it was a while ago. There you go. Well, like 12 more months, whatever. Um, but so in the game, um, so me and John are at the same part. We don't know what happens to Carmine, so I'm just going to talk about what I have seen so far. Uh, he's only been in about, like, a, maybe one chapter, right? Kinda no, like he's been in one. about four. Oh, sorry, I meant one act, and it was kind of like the first one, or maybe a little bit of the second. Yeah, it's right? like he's in four chapters, I think, at least, that he's playable. Four yeah, five. and it's really near the beginning. But what's funny is they keep doing a bunch of jokes whether he's going to die or not. Um, one that was most relevant is they're walking, and then all of a sudden you see a sniper rifle, like the scope, on his head, and it shoots, and it like pings off of his helmet. And he's like, hey, good thing I was wearing a helmet. And stuff like that. So I really enjoy that. Cause yeah, if for, for people who remember, don't get the joke why, that's how his brother died in the first one. That's how game. the first one died, yeah. Yeah, there's four Carmine brothers. Uh, this is the third, I yeah. believe? Yeah. They're, each of their initials is a letter in the alphabet, like A, B, C, D, like in, in order. Right, so right. it was A, Carmine in the first game, B, Carmine in the second one. Now it's C, Carmine, I think like Clayton or Clay Carmine. And I've been told the fourth Carmine doesn't show up in this game. Okay. Maybe he's the main character of the spinoff series. Yeah, he's the, he's the, the Gears of War 4 is all that, but D, Carmine. Yeah, maybe... Delta Carmine. There you go. Oh. Okay. Um, so, which is actually, I really like that they're kind of playing around with that, because that's specifically what I wanted, if you remember. I was like, I hope they're like, oh man, is he going to die? And joking about it, and they totally do that. So that's great. Uh, but yeah, as far as I know, I don't know what happens to him yet. Do you guys remember what you voted? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Live. voted to save him. Yeah. Uh, I think I voted to kill him. Really? Oh, man. Just keep, like, keep rolling with that. You have two other games where you can see that happen. So <laughs> I know, and in that second one, it's crazy. Oh yeah, how he dies. I hope they somehow spoof that one because I don't know how they'll spoof that one. 
I don't know. I, I'm just I'm excited to finish the game. I'd like to finish it tonight after the podcast, but I don't think it'll happen. So okay. when you guys got home with it, did you jump right into the campaign or multiplayer? Yo, who cares? Campaign. Uh, in fact, we both jumped into co-op campaign, and that's basically what we've been doing. Yeah, the majority of this week, uh, this week and even weekend, it's been me, Sean, and sometimes Paul just going through arcade mode. So yeah, I should so explain arcade this. mode. There's is two. the yeah, same as campaign, except you can add. Um, kind of different skills onto it, which are similar to the Halo skulls, but they don't make it a ton harder. It's more just like, there won't be any ammo. You get 10% more experience. But then there's also ones that like, the because we only have two unlocked, the other one is, if you sh- get a headshot, the enemy will run around headless shooting his own guys for a bit. And your reward for that is fun. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's just random ones that they'll give you, and that'll give you more experience, or that'll make it funner. But, uh, I guess, sorry, more fun. Um, but yeah, Arcade Mode's main thing is it's kind of the whole Bulletstorm thing, and I guess Dead Island has it where you get points for killing them, and you can see it. Okay. Yeah, so, like, and there's also, like, a score multiplier on the side, so as long as you guys aren't getting hit a ton, or specifically nobody's dying, it'll keep going up. So it was getting to the point where we were killing, like, one guy and getting ten times what we normally would have been getting, which is the max ten times. Does that take some of the gravity out of the story and what's going on, or who cares? Um, I guess it could, because you're kind of focusing on the score, but... Like, I'm not trying to play down the story in Gears, but the story is not, like, incredible. But I wouldn't say it's taken it away or anything. How yeah. awesome is Ice-T in the game? He's pretty Griffin. good. He's kind of a D-bag. Okay. I like when he leaves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, to the ice team mobile. He does not say that. No, but I said that when I, when I saw that okay. scene. But it's just like he just kind of like jumps on like the uh, trolley or whatever and just fingers them as he moves out of the screen. <laughs> um, but two of them or just one? Hmm. Like, how many middle fingers does he raise? Just oh, one. Just one. Oh, okay. It wasn't just you know painting a mental picture. Right. I guess going. two would have been better, but yeah, he just does one. Okay. Um, yeah, but he doesn't really like the gears. I'll say that. Okay. Not that he's a bad guy or anything, but... Anyway, um, yeah, it's really fun. I haven't played Horde mode yet, which is really weird, because that was the best thing about Gears 2. The uh, the changes they made to Horde mode are a little interesting. Right. Um, it's, part, it's part it's tower defense it. now. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you go on a map, there's certain places where there's uh, green glowing icons. And depending on how you're killing enemies, like the style, how many hits you get on them, uh, if you've obviously killed them or if someone else kills them, you get money. And the money you can use to buy ammo to replenish your guns, or you can put up like spike strips or walls or automatic turrets to fire at enemies for you and stuff like that. Right, and can't you even get um, uh, like uh, the, the tanks? What are they? The, the silverbacks? Yeah. Yeah, you can get the mech suits, silverbacks. Mech well. suit, right. Okay, yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I, I tried. I tried yet. playing really horde, or not horde mode, beast mode as well, where you're actually the enemies and you're right. fighting against the cog. Yep. That is so hard to do by yourself; it's ridiculous. How many cog do you fight? Um, there's only twelve waves. Yeah. But uh, I got to wave, I think, eight last night by yourself. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass to get to that point, though. Okay. Uh, and mm-hmm. by getting there, I was fighting about, I think, twelve or fourteen cog. 
gear cogs, and at least eight of them were hero characters, so main characters from the game, like Marcus, Dom, Cole. Okay. And I'm assuming that'll probably scale, just like how Horde mode would scale. Yeah. Like I, I, I was just getting my ass kicked playing it, and then I look at my friends list, and someone had beaten it in like 12 minutes. I was like, what? I after I'd spend about an hour and a half just to get the mission eight. We'll have to play some. I really want to play both those. Yeah. I think the only way to do that properly is to get someone else to play with you. And if you want to unlock the laugh track, you have to beat it at least on casual. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, to get the to get the laugh track, which is the one of the mutators in the game, you need to beat uh, beast mode at least on casual, beat horde mode at least on casual, beat arcade mode at least on casual, and beat campaign mode at least on casual. And that's the one thing I'm confused about. Like, if I beat arcade mode, does that count as campaign as well, or do I actually have to beat a campaign run as well? Um, I believe arcade counts for campaign mode, because I know when I'm, like, chapter selecting, I've played more, and I can, like, pick up wherever I was from mm -hmm. either of them. I've so just, I've just been playing through campaign mode on the side by myself anyways, just to pick up any of the missing items I've missed. Like, I've got all the collectibles in Act 2, 3. I'm missing two in Act 1, and I've got, I think, two in Act 4. Okay. Uh, I can't remember where I'm at. Once I hit 20, I was just like, I'm stopping, there's no way I'm going to get 40. But, uh, I don't know, Paul's wanting to do the insane run, so maybe that'll Oh, happen. yeah, God, insane run's going to be ridiculous. After, so, when we were playing arcade mode, it did scale the campaign to make it harder. After going back to single player, I was like, this is the easiest thing. Yeah, the, the same thing, I found the same thing today. And also getting ammo, because we took the ammo off. Having ammo was so nice. Yeah, but it was fun to run through it on normal with, like, the no ammo. It made it more challenging. That's for sure, <laughs> yeah. So, w like, you'd end up having to fight a brumac with a yeah. shotgun. <laughs> if we're doing an insane run, by the way, not doing it <laughs> with that stupid ammo multiplier. Ammo yeah, for sure. Disappearance, that would oh. suck. And what I did find out is, so remember how I kept complaining about how my executions weren't working? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work in arcade mode. Campaign mode, it will work. What will work? Um, doing execution moves. What, so, like, sorry, execution moves don't count in arcade? You can't do them unless you have gotten like 40 kills with that weapon already or something like that. I was looking it up. Oh, okay. And that's the same in versus mode. So if like, I went online right now, I probably couldn't use the torque mode execution move because I hardly use that thing. That would explain. If campaign, you can. So if anyone's trying to get the execution kills, do them all in campaign if you can. Or if you're playing a lot of multiplayer, you'll probably have it unlocked. I, I don't like how campaign mode will not get you any medals or earn anything on that medal list. You've got to be in at least arcade to get stuff on that. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Like, the the active reloads thing is just kind of annoying. Because that's, that's pretty much multiplayer only. Right, right. Because I, I looked but at my list, it said I had 11. arcade mode by yourself? Hmm? I'm assuming you could just play arcade mode by yourself. Yeah. So then that works. That only gets you so many things on there, obviously. So, yeah. And there's achievements for beating, I think, the entire game with four players. That's true. Which we'll have to get a fourth. Hey Nathan. Hey Nathan. Uh, okay, so like Gears Two kind of left me a little cold, out, like in terms of the story and stuff. Like, is this one honestly better enough to where I'll get something out of it? Or I think so. Yeah. And I hear okay. like they wrap up like all the things at the end. I I don't know. I like at some point I'll definitely have to play it, but I I just I'm really not that excited. 
Would you, John, would you say there's more set pieces this time around, or at least where we're where you're at? More set pieces. Because there's I, been some pretty cool fights we've had to do. Like the the, the whole game seems a lot grander. I guess is a good term to use. Like just bigger scale. Yeah, again? yeah, I would say okay. that. Because yeah, because instead of having to like fight one broom after, like we're gonna send like a hundred guys at you. Yeah, like things that would be like a final boss in like the first or second game, or just like nor- enemies you'll run, run into a bunch. So you're like, holy crap! Yeah, what do I do? Is there anything that kind of you remember in the first game? There was that weird blind creature that kind of is stumbling around. And you're oh, the berserker. Of, yeah, like is there anything that has that kind of tension to it? You know, in the campaign, or is it all just kind of blast happy shooting stuff? Um, there's it's not all blast happy. Yeah, there's nothing where it's like, oh crap! If I'd make any small move, I'm about to die. Okay, because like that moment kind of reminded me of some of my favorite like Resident Evil Four stuff. And I it, yeah, that was more of a horror type moment, so I wouldn't say there's really yeah like okay that in this one. Like that's just not what they're going for. So you have no. a big old chain gun or something, and the barrel turns hot. Yeah, okay. there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of action pieces. Okay, but they're really fun. Like I'm saying again, the end of uh or the beginning of Act Three when you're holding down that fortress is awesome. Yeah, that is that is really cool. literally like unless you're one of the guys like, who's not on a turret, then you're like, ugh. Yeah, because it's like we're gonna send 500 guys at you. You better hold down the fort. So it's pretty good. Okay, well, like I, I guess I have no real like, you know, anger towards it or anything. It's just I just got Dead Island and I was enjoying that. But yeah, at some point I'll I'll go and do that. You guys might have completed most of the game by that point, but oh, another four. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Right, and I still want to do hordes. So, do they do a thing like uh, in the second one? I remember there was a kill like a hundred thousand dudes across all game modes. Is there kind of another? It there there is a seriously three point oh, but it's nothing about kills this time. This time it's get to level a hundred, which like your profile can level up, and it'll level up in campaign, arcade mode, horde mode. Beast mode or versus. You're gonna uh, you're gonna kill a hundred thousand guys by that point. Probably, okay. yeah. Because like, I'm like I said, I'm in Act Four. There's five acts. I've been playing a bit of multiplayer. I'm at I, I just hit eleven. Yeah, same here. I hit eleven today as well. So, okay. And that's also with me repeating a lot of the stuff I did because I made it to Act Four and then it basically or Chapter Four or yeah, no Act Four and basically went back to Act Two to get John up to Act Four. So. Been playing a lot, but yeah, you have to get to like every medal. Yeah, you have to get a level level hundred and get onyx medals, all the onyx medals. Which, so yeah, yeah the onyx way the med- medals are like really crazy in-game achievements. Yeah, the way there's four tiers to each medal. There's bronze, silver, gold, and onyx. And yeah, uh, it'll be like, you need to get two hundred headshots to get bronze. And then at the end of it, you need to get 5,000 headshots to get Onyx, and then you get one of them. So, yeah. you could play this game forever. And I think they're intending to do that, because supposedly this is the end of at least the Delta Squad story. So we should not be hearing from Marcus or Cole or any of them anymore after this. I'm sure they'll show up, make an appearance. <laughs> There'll be the voice in your ear next time. And... Oh, they'll be the CEOs or something. Well, it depends on how the story ends. Like, we, neither of us know how the story ends yet. Okay. Uh, did either of you go for the collector's edition or just regular green? Like, uh, I didn't realize how awesome the statue was in it. If I had, I probably would have gotten the collector's. Okay. Uh, and I got my normal copy mailed to me to, for review, so. 
Oh, okay, cool. Oh, but yeah, uh, thoroughly recommending that game. Definitely. Did you? What else did you play? Um, pretty much everything else I played was back in, on the Super Nintendo. So I went through, uh, when I couldn't play Gears, I just went through a bunch of Super Nintendo games I had hooked up. Uh, the Blues Brothers. Right, yeah. you were playing this last week, weren't you? No, I was playing this, like, Wednesday. Like, you bought it, and then I was like, oh, I remember that game, oh. and what are your Yeah, I was seeing what it? games I bought last week, and then I played a bunch of them this week. Okay. Good? Interesting. Um, not a bad game. Uh, it's a platformer. Basically, you play as one of the Blues Brothers, or you can have uh, two players simultaneous co-op. And you go inside a jukebox, and you have to escape. <laughs> Wait, like, is it a haunted jukebox, and you get sucked uh, in I think or something? It, I think it's called, like, it, over here it's called the Blues Brothers, but apparently in, like, the UK it's, like, the Blues Brothers 2 Jukebox Adventures or something like that. Okay. So you go into this jukebox world, and it's all, like, crazy. You're fighting, like, snails and lawnmowers. Wait, when you win, are you a jukebox hero? Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> no. Are any of the levels or anything pulsating to the music? Or No, but uh, a cool bunch of the music in the background is, is Blues Brothers music. So Soul Man or something? Um, I'm trying to think of what songs. That they are they, like, MIDI versions? Yeah, or like Super Nintendo esque versions. Right. So they would be mini versions. I'm trying to think of what songs that you would recognize. Um, Thriller. No. Joke. Everybody needs somebody to love. Okay. Uh, that was that's straight from the movie. Rawhide. <laughs> no, no, surprisingly, there's like three or four in there that are that are in there. I can't remember the names of them all. One of them is just from like one of their albums. Like there's at least one or two that was that was not on a skit. It was just an album. Yeah, I had a cassette tape of theirs back in the day. I've got uh, their definitive collection, so I've got a bunch of their songs. So I cool. recognized them all when I was playing the game, but like I can't remember for the life of me now. Oh, that's totally fine. I was just I was just kind of wondering how much they embrace the the world is music aesthetic or whatever. Well, I mean, uh, oh. your weapon is actually music, musical notes you, or whatever. You th- no, you throw records. Okay, sure. Like, there's all these collectible records in Midair. You pick them up and you throw them. And then if you find a giant cake, you eat it, and then you become buff. Okay, so I like the real life. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, like real life. Did, did the Blues Brothers love cake? Like, is that a thing? No, that's that's not a thing from the movie, as far as I'm aware. So just everyone people, loves cake. People just love cake, so, so there's yeah, the original cake joke. Okay, yeah, there you take go. that, Portal. I'm even just thinking, like... Their stature is not unlike Mario Brothers in terms of like tall and lanky versus short and kind of pudgy. So yeah, does, is like Elwood way better at jumping or anything? Or no, they both control the exact same. Oh, okay. Missed opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. Otherwise, though, I, I it was a fun game. So I beat that, and then I uh, beat Spawn for the Super Nintendo. So based on Tom McFarlane's comics. Yeah, I missed all of the Spawn-related everything, pretty much, that happened. I saw that movie. So. <coughs> oh, yeah, the movie related okay. to the Did you know there was John a second Lizama one? Film? Hmm? Did, you know, did you know there was a second Spawn movie? Uh, is it direct-to-video and stuff? Probably is direct-to-video, I don't know. I, just, yeah. I saw it in a There's also, in a like, an HBO store. show or something that was awesome. I think the thing to Blade. Oh, I think, okay, I'll 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 look this up while you regale us with tales about the game. Okay, just a second. Uh, it's a beat 'em up, obviously, because you're spawn. 
Uh-huh. And it's got this weird mechanic where you've got, I don't know if this is from the comics or not, because I didn't really read Spawn growing up, but uh, he has a limited amount of his power he can use, and if he uses it all up, his soul becomes, the devil owns his soul. Okay. That sounds like it'd be from the comics. I haven't read them, but that sounds like a comic book thing. Yeah. So there's this counter up in the top right of your screen that says 9999. And every time you either die and get resurrected, or you use one of your super moves, it uses up some of that energy. So you have to try to beat the whole game without losing all that energy. Because if you do, then you have to continue back in an earlier stage. Uh, Yeah, there's a password system, and any stages you've cleared, like, you can just go back and use the password to go back and regain some of that energy. Okay. So it's got a neat mechanic like that, but just, like, the the beat-em-up mechanic's kind of weird. Every time you hit an enemy, um, there's, like, two, a second or two where you cannot do any damage to them suddenly. So, like, say I, I lightly punch you, and then I try to lightly punch again, like, go for a combo. I can't do it. The second hit will automatically miss, and the enemy will just kind of, like, like lean back and just be like he's stunned. So it's really slow? Yeah, so it's just it's kind of a plotting combat. And a lot of the boss fights could be beaten. fun at all. Yeah, it was kind of, it got kind of boring near the end. Uh, a lot of the fight, boss fights could be beaten by jumping in midair and kicking. Oh, why? Because they just, you hit, you did this, like, drill kick, which would stun them backwards, and then you just run off to the side and jump back and keep doing it. Oh, there you go. Pro tip. Pro tip. Jumping and kicking. Or some real people, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, that's bad. Sorry, do you want me to tell you about the TV show? I was right. Sure, okay, okay um, sure. Yeah, animated series, uh, three seasons on HBO, which totals 18 episodes because they do short seasons there. Uh, oh, the Keith David, series. the voice of Spawn, so that sounds pretty good to me. I don't, I don't know. Thumbs up. Alright. Yeah, and won Best uh, Animation Program in 1999 at the Emmys, so... Ooh, I don't yeah, know. It won an Emmy? Yep. Yep. Wow. For a Spawn cartoon. Alright. Sure. Do they even still have an animated cart, uh, show category? Uh, at I the Emmys? So. I, probably. I mean, there, there's a bunch of them now, so I can only imagine. Okay. Other than that, Sorry, I played uh, the Tick, and that's the, pretty much the exact same as Spawn, just a, a weird beat-em-up. He says spoon a lot, and he beats up a lot of ninjas. Oh, man, speaking I of... I never watched like the a... Tick. Is spoon a joke? Yeah, that's his battle cry. Oh. So, yeah, you would actually, you would probably really like the Tick. It's a, It was a really good cartoon. Probably, yeah. I should look into that. That was 90s or 80s? Late, late 90s. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, mid to late night. Was there not a po- wasn't there a point and click adventure game? I remember playing a demo for it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like just it had a lot of voice acting and stuff, so it, it was. I'm thinking cool. of the Homestar Runner games. Uh, no, but it was like that. But not. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that it? That's all you played? Yep. Okay. What I've played. Uh, so, apart from Gears, uh, I played a bunch more Driver San Francisco, which is great. Uh, okay. That jumping mechanic, they use it in such really, really cool ways. The multiplayer is also very cool. Um, specifically, there's a mode where, for whatever reason, there's kind of just like some uh, tr- light trails coming out from behind one car, 
and you need to try and stay in those light trails for as long as you can until you get a certain amount of points and you get points for being in the light trails but everyone wants to try and get behind that one car so they're all hitting each other so what's good is once you kind of get hit you're basically like well there's no way I'm sticking with this car because it's backwards so everyone's kind of jumping forward getting more er, further up and further up in different cars to smash into the cars and when someone jumps you see it as like a, a red lightning bolt hitting a car so you're just driving around seeing all these red lightning bolts coming down on cars around you just being like oh crap which one of these cars is going to ram me next so highly recommend that game still best story in a racing game there you go Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, apart from that, the next game I played through all of Burnout Crash. Really? Oh, really? Yep. Uh, that game's about four hours long max. Uh, to be fair, though, I didn't play every single um, like event. I think I skipped about five of them. Okay. Uh, uh, That's not much, to, though. I'm just trying to think. There's like I think there's. 15 intersections and 3 events for each intersection. I guess so even in the demo I played, it did show you in the auto log or whatever on the level I played. So Oh, okay, they're, cool. That's great. There's some achievements for doing stuff with auto log, but nobody on my friends list has that game. So I can't get those achievements. Do you recommend people buy that game in light of playing it? or It's not great. Oh, okay. Um... It starts off really good because you're just like, hey, they're playing Ice Ice Baby when I smashed into the ice cream truck. That's yeah. pretty great. Or, you know, it's raining men and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So it starts off really good, but it kind of gets pretty tedious once you start. Once it starts kind of getting harder and the intersections start getting harder. So, like, the main gameplay is what you're going to want to do is cars will be coming in from different sides and you need to uh, break the car before it leaves the screen. Um, so yeah. depending on how many intersections they put in the one area, it can be harder uh, to do it. Like at the beginning, there's only four ways to enter and exit, and basically it's a, like a plus sign shape. So basically if you can block off that center area, everyone will crash, and that's good. That's easy. But then it gets to the part where they got, uh, like later on, they'll have like two of those, or they'll have like two different lanes, and each lane has four exits. So you have to deal with the different things a lot. So you get into this weird thing of, well, should I focus on blowing up the buildings and stuff around me, or should I focus on just crashing the car so that it sits in the intersection so another one will hit it? Or, like, so what it, what happened, what I was doing was I ended up taking the, like, the weakest car, so it would do the least damage when I explode, but it would move the farthest, like in its little, like, afterburner or whatever they call it, yeah, um, and my strategy touch, was basic. Yeah, after touch, and my basic strategy was okay. I'm gonna cause the cars to crash, and I'm just gonna try and make like a wall of cars. And then when I blow up, I won't do much damage to them, so that they won't fully blow up, causing themselves to no longer be there. Because if you you can you can break a car, but if you keep blowing up around it, or if more things keep hitting into it, which will happen, it'll slowly weaken down and down until it's gone. So I was just trying to basically make roadblocks. And so when you're doing that, it then it becomes, well, there's all these secondary objectives, like hit all the sports cars, but you can't really do that because you need to focus on all these lanes. And it's almost like there's like too much stuff to do. That's just the primary mode, though. That's road trip. 
That sounds a lot like the crash mode in the earlier burnouts, but just with objectives and a top-down view. I've only played Paradise. Really? Never yeah. played Revenge? I haven't. I've wanted to. I just haven't. Three and three and Revenge had really good crash modes. What did Paradise have? It had. It it just had Paradise. No, it had it had a crashing mode. But the one where like your car is bouncing around like crazy and you're supposed to just yeah. keep hitting it. That that's not near the same. Crash okay. mode in the earlier burnouts was basically you're put in a specific freeway or a specific intersection. Um, you have to make as big a crash as you can. Uh, there's also medals you can get from multipliers and stuff like that. Like you can find power ups hidden everywhere, and you'll get like extra explosions and stuff like so that. So can you only explode once? You can only well in the in Burnout Three you can only explode once unless you hit an icon to do it again, or okay. if you clocked enough damage. Could you drive around? No, you crashed. Well, you drove around until you crashed, and then that's it. You only got one crash basically. And can you continue driving around for as long as you want before that one crash? Yeah, but eventually all the vehicles will drive away out of the intersection, and then there's nothing to hit. Okay, so that's that's where it kind of differentiates just a little bit, though. You kind of have to crash a vehicle immediately once you drive in there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it'll say, you missed the traffic, and it'll restart you. So basically, you need to drive in there and hit a vehicle that's driving around immediately. There usually be like one or two. And then you need to start hitting every vehicle you can, because if it leaves, you're going to start getting an X, and if you get five, you lose the round. For road trip mode, at least. Um, so then in the second mode, which is pile-up, that's, that's the mode. That's the good mode that I loved the most, and I usually, just not even trying, was able to get all five stars, which are those uh, like little um, challenges to do in there. Uh, and that's basically just, you have 90 seconds, just blow up as much as you can. Uh, so that was great. Because then I could start, I no longer had needed to worry about cars leaving. I didn't need to make roadblocks. I just started blowing things up, and piles of cars just happened. And then the last mode, I can't remember what that one's called, but that one's all about, again, you want to prevent cars from leaving, otherwise your score multiplier will go down, and then once you... I think you have to play for about a minute or something like that, and then once that happens, you just need to explode, and you need to keep things basically exploding around you. So you'll want to, like, blow up... You want to kind of, like, accumulate piles of cars so that you can basically use them as fuel to explode after the time limit's gone so you can keep going and getting the really big explosions and stuff. Um, I also saw Lobster Monster. Do you remember that? Is that? that yeah. There's, that's not in the other burnouts. No, Lobster Monster's not. And that's basically in the road trip mode. There's gonna the way it ends is it basically if you don't get five X's long enough, and um, then something near the end will happen that'll just basically wipe the board clean, and you usually get points for whatever's remaining or whatever or whatever's not remaining. Um, yeah, it was a tornado in the, the demo. Tornado's oh, okay. one, yeah. There's a like a tsunami. There's aliens. And Lobster Monster is the last one. Um, but okay. yeah, so the main issue is, you know, it just... It kind of gets old pretty fast. Um, and it's also kind of short. It is, however, 800 points. So it's 10 yeah, dollars. like I almost... I almost considered doing it just as kind of like a vote for Criterion is a vote for more burnout, so... Right, right. Get it's on it. A but... lot of the reason, like, as soon as... I've I've made the devotion to buy anything Criterion now. 
Um, so that that's was an easy sell for me. And it does have a lot of charm in there, like I said, with the songs and stuff, and you know the pizza. Of, I can't even remember the pizza. Pizza of fortune. Pizza of fortune. Yeah, that's in the pilot mode. If you hit a pizza, something weird will happen. Like, hey, you're gonna cause a meteor shower to ha- go on, and that'll help you break stuff. Or we're gonna make a giant hole in the thing, which that, those ones really help because then cars just start falling down. Um, okay. So I, I would say it has a lot of charm. It's just that the charm kind of dies away pretty quickly. In despite of it being short, anyways, so it dies really quickly into that game. So but even again, you know, being only four hours, like it'll get kind of annoying. It'll get kind of annoying, game. maybe around like the two-hour mark. Uh, if so a bunch would, of your friends were playing it, would it would it be more enticing, like the auto log stuff, or probably because then it would be like, oh man, he beat me by like four thousand points. I'm gonna try again because they're like I said, the pilot mode I really enjoy, and I was getting every every star in there just by messing around because I had the option of well I'm just going to try blowing up the uh, all five of the airplanes now because that's a thing and that's fun gives me like little in-game achievements and if my friends were doing that that would make it better so yeah don't play that alone I guess Um, so I oh I'm like really on the fence if it was $1200 I wouldn't recommend it but $10 I, I could recommend it the, the whole vote for Criterion's a great thing. Um, if it goes on sale for, like, anything lower than 10 yeah, I'll pick it up. Pick it up, but... Uh, it's been said on other, in other places, like John Valma saying, it, it's, it's an iOS game waiting to happen, and it totally is. Yeah. I guess I'll also say I didn't play enough. with the Kinect, uh, in case anyone was wondering how that goes. I have no idea. Or something like you gotta right. jump to explode or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was using a controller, so. Um, apart from that, that's all I played. Should we move on to news? Let's do it. We got lots of news again. It's mainly small stuff. Start off with a good one, okay? Okay. Okay. Michael Phelps. <laughs> Not what I expected. Oh. 505 okay, Games like, is developing a Kinect game. Probably the best Kinect game. Michael Phelps pushed the limit. Walk along the razor's I, edge. I remember this story when it first happened when they were saying they were going to make a game, but I just assumed that would never come to pass. But I okay, think we all t- wanted the, you know, you, you swim on, into eight different dungeons and you collect the Olympic rings. Mm-hmm. This just seems to be a swimming in lanes game. Some lanes. Sounds swimming. like a feasible connect game. So. Yeah. So, waving your arms around in circles. Do the, do the front stroke. I guess. Do the butterfly. Press stroke. Back stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Who's five hundred five? Like, what are they all about? I don't know. Oh, apparently, Blitz Games is also working on this. They did Fusion Frenzy. Okay. Uh, five hundred five games huh. in Arma two. What? Like that hardcore military sim? Yeah. Okay. So this is like the most realistic swimming ever. You <laughs> fatigue and everything. and I, I don't know. That's, People can drown. Don't eat before you swim. You'll get cramps and stuff. It'll, you know, simulates all of that. They've done know. a lot of DS games, surprisingly enough. Oh, okay. Like a Buffy game. They worked on the Cooking Mama games. 
apparently. Okay, so they know they're, uh, they're mini games, and they got they got the Fusion Friends. Oh, guys, Mean Girls DS. Oh, Finally. man. I love that movie. Uh, they've done the Touch Detective games, apparently. Unironically, I love that movie. No, no yeah, that first movie's okay. It's Have you seen the good. second one? No, I don't was annoyed it. that it don't, existed. Don't go, don't watch it. Did you try to watch it? I watched all of it. Why? <laughs> just because of the first one? Yeah, that's amazing. Pre-pat- like despite no Tina plastics because they're in junior high. Okay. These guys have worked on a lot of really weird games, like Naughty Bear. Oh, oh wow! Remember Naughty Bear? Yeah, I haven't like, heard a- that game referenced in months. Way, way too many people were just, like, intrigued by the premise enough to go spend $50 on it. Like, I was... It's like, it's supposed to be terrible, but okay. The game's barely go. been out for a year. Like, the game's been out for 14 months. When was the last time yeah. you heard someone talk about Naughty Bear? Whenever the Gold Edition came out a couple months back. What? There was a Gold Edition? I didn't yeah, know this well, at all. Whatever, they made, like, a collector... I can't remember what edition it was. It was supposed to have, like, a bunch of fixes and new content. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like ever since I got out of video game retail, I haven't heard anyone talk about that game. Oh, but yeah, so um, I don't know. They don't have a release date yet. Oh, but, uh, they made Wii Cheer. Great. Oh, man. IL2 Sturmovic. I think that one uh, bombed more than Wii Music. <laughs> they worked on a Harvest Moon game? This is just so weird, like the swings between, like, no, serious military game about World War Two. No, uh, all right. Backbreaker, uh, that football game that came out. Oh yeah, that did exist. Man, did, did they are they just doing everything? Apparently, they worked on a Hamtaro game. Holy smokes! Huh, so like, this is like a game dev story. Impressive when they're like, "Yeah, we can do that." Sure. Well, maybe it's just like game dev story. When you're doing contract work, so you just do contract work for everybody, and oh, yeah, that's how you end they up on, on everything. Worked on Crowdstasis too. Wow. So they must have just translated like, oh, that. They were the publishers it. on on Crowdstasis. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because that was some crazy Russian developer. There's no way. Like, the list of games that their their name are on are just, like, bizarre. Yeah, they're like, just they missing a kart racer, say. and that's about it. They worked on the Magna Carta for PS2. Yeah, they published what? that one. Oh, there's their RPG. They worked on... They published Armored Core 4, Guilty Gear Iska, Guilty Gear 2 Overture, oh, Cooking games. Mama Cook-Off, Wild Arms 4 and 5. And this is all uh, 505 games. Yeah, these all games File 5 are involved in in one way or another, either publishing or developing. Alright, so Michael Phelps is in good hands? Hmm? Is Michael Phelps in good hands, do you think? Or who knows? I have no idea, but... It's another oddity on their list of... On their list? None that I can tell. No, I'm just trying to think. Like, Can you name any swimming games? Are we going to count many games in like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? No, I'm not. the core of the game is swimming. None. Tubin? You're not really swimming in two. Echo. You're kind of Echo the Dolphin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Echo games. I guess that would count. Seaman? No, you don't actually play as the Seaman. No, you're talking to something that's swimming. Okay. (laughs) I'm assuming Finding Nemo, you're swimming. Probably. And Shark Tale. There was a game of that. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, best gangster movie of all time. (laughs) Will Smith and Jack Black. Martin Scorsese. Anyway, he was the fish with the eyebrows. <laughs> Can we move on to another story? Okay, another one. Um, Uncharted 3. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's a game that's coming out. 
just like Star Wars The Old Republic, we have a release date. And it is. <laughs> okay. That was a... Alright, when's Old Republic come out? <laughs> you could have just talked about Star Wars. Like, I'm excited about vaguely... Well, I had to, I had to get your... Too. You know, if you're like a dog, I had to get your ears up. Right, it's just Uncharted? like, oh, Uncharted? And it's just like, <laughs> Old Republic. Okay, fine, When when's that happen? Raised your hopes and then dropped them further than where they would have been. They're mm-hmm. so kind. Uh, December 20th, which is five days after the shutdown of Galaxies. And five days before Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you want, you have five days calendar year. to play no Star Wars. I don't know why you'd want that. Uh, and Europe gets it on the 22nd. So just thought, it's finally, it's going to come out. There you go. Right. I, like, do you think, okay, it's an MMO, so that makes it even worse in terms of people having to review it. Like, do you think this is going to be that late year thing that, like, screws up everybody's game of the year stuff? Because it's like, what about Old Republic? That game's amazing. It's like, no, no MMO is going to win game of the year. 47 hours. World of Warcraft won game of the year in 2004. Really? Like if, yeah, GameSpot.com gave it to, gave it that award. Just hey, here you go. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what people are going to say. Um, like if it's as good Dead as it Rising. ought to be after billions well, of dollars being spent on it. It has about a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah MMO, that, whoever's so reviewing, reviewing that over Christmas all the time. I know. It's just like, oh, Christmas is canceled. I have to review <laughs> this Star Wars game for my job. That would suck Great. so much. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, I heard, like, didn't Final Fantasy X do that, too? Like, really late, just like, hey, this is out, and then that game was of considerable quality, so people had to take that into consideration. Yeah, and last year, um, uh, Dead Rising Case West was, like, the 27th. <laughs> right. For all those Game of the Year awards, that one. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have if it was released. No, no, no. Um, Back to the Future Episode 1 came out around then, so. Oh, yeah, that Weird. was pretty late, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to see what people are going to say. I'm not going to play it, but if you are going to play it, it's 15 bucks a month. Yeah, th- like I think it, we're at a point where everyone should just embrace the free to play model right, for their yep. MMOs. Like, look how like, good it I'll is try anything for. Yeah, like a bunch of people are on board to some extent, and it's you know it's fun. So they're probably going to get twenty dollars of my money at some point. So successful experiment. Yeah, there you go. It's it's a great game, but yeah. Um, speaking of release dates, we have a release window for Diablo three. Yeah, the beta just started. So. Yeah, uh, Dead Mouse early twenty twelve. He enjoys it quite That's a bit. What aiming for. Sorry. Uh, early twenty twelve. That's the release window. Oh. Uh, it All could right. Slip, That's not that far. But uh, you know, there's a release window for anyone excited. Is anyone here Diablo player? I'm not. I'm looking at John on the internet. That, okay. I guess it's a no. No, it's a Diablo. I wasn't allowed to play it growing up because we lived in a Christian family, so. Oh, and, I, and I never I got into it when it got interest. I remember I was, watching I a that trailer player. on the StarCraft disc. Yeah. There was a trailer for Diablo 2 on StarCraft, and I was like, oh, wow, that looks crazy. And then I never played it, so. Baldur's Gate. That was my equivalent around then. Whatever that that GameCube one was came out on a bunch of stuff. 
you remember that game? Dungeon crawling. Geist? D &D -D -D -D. No. No, Geist is that. I don't know why I'm referencing Geist. It has nothing to do with that. That's the ghost game. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Geist? also on GameCube. Kind of. You possess a water bowl and can scare a dog or something. I remember Something like that, yeah. Alright, speaking of things not coming out, see what I did there? Smooth. Yep. They're not making an enslaved sequel. Yeah. Does the story really set it up for a sequel? Yeah. Um, Extremely. well, it, it ends with, like, a lot of weird revelations and such, and they could definitely do more. What about the DLC they really wanted to do? Did that answer I really want to check that out. I haven't checked it out yet. The, the piggy. I thought you did piggies. check it out. No, uh, I, I watched the video on Giant Palm and thought about it, but I haven't actually picked it up yet. Okay. Um, I did like that game quite a bit, though. It's, it's pretty solid. It's good. Pretty solid, so. Yeah. Andy Circus, Man of Many Talents. Dragon Ball. Also, yeah, apparently the same story that inspired Dragon Ball. So there you go. Ancient Chinese. Super Saiyan. He's going to go Super Saiyan in the second one. There's a second one. Mm. Yeah, he's already got the hair. It's all spiked up and stuff. Just now it just needs and... to get longer. Super Saiyan 3. Uh -huh. <laughs> but no, that will never happen now. So. Yep. That's apparently it didn't uh, sell as much as it should have. Uh, even though it sold three quarters of a million copies. And that's pretty good, all things considered. How many? I wonder how many Heavenly Swords sold. Uh, apparently, it didn't do good. Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword didn't do good. Apparently, not great. No, like I think Enslaved did better. Wow. Okay. Well, that, Enslaved was also multi-platform. Yeah, I, I realized, but like I, I thought like Sony put a lot of marketing and stuff behind Heavenly Sword. I thought it would have done okay. Wasn't that like their first? Like the hey, look at we have real games. Stuff you want to play. That was an early kind of one for that, but, yeah. I definitely yeah. read it. And then after that, it was that. Uncharted was the next big one, right? And you're tilting around that six axis to steer hats into gongs. That's oh, yeah. That the main was thing so I remember. Is that Twing Twang? Oh, there was like a sword. big. Twing Twang. I was having sword on that. I've never yeah. played it in. Yeah. There's like a really bad frame rate bit, too. Like, you're fighting tons of dudes, but it kind of chops up at some point, which is too bad. Andy Serkis, though, again, in that, and he plays an evil king, so. You know, but yeah, so, up. but Ninja Theory's currently working on Devil May Cry, so. Ooh, do you, th do you John's think excited Andy will be in there? Sequel, right? I haven't played in Slate, but I've watched my roommate play it, and it looks really interesting, so. It's good. I do, in some, at some point, intend to play it. Uh, but yeah, apparently what we're finding is, once they wanted Slate to do good, and then they were going to... Could, like get big enough that they would have had two teams, one for Devil May Cry, one for Enslaved 2. And he said there would be mm. another one coming out real soon if we were like we wanted, but we had to stop that. Yeah, that was actually a really colorful, interesting universe. I, I'll, I might go back and Best that. Best hand-holding mission. Because you have to hardly yeah, handle. Yeah, it's pretty good at it, yeah. Anyway. All right. uh, Speaking of things that are going to come out, this is <laughs> okay. I, I'll reserve judgment on that segue until you tell me what the story is. Assassin's Creed Revelation. You get the first Assassin's Creed on PS3 with it. Yeah, that would have been tricky. So good job. Um, go. Speaking of climbing things, yeah. Hey, Assassin's Creed. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Thinking yeah. of games that have an A in the title, Assassin's Creed. 
There you go. That's a my game favorite. that um, has two E's in the title. Assassin's Creed. Sorry, what? Anyway, that first Assassin's Creed is gauged pretty poorly, right? Everyone yep. thinks that? Probably. So, who cares? Like, I, I don't know. Well, considering this game is supposed to focus a lot on Altair. Ezio's story. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, is they're, pro- they're going like, hey, the second one did great for us. I bet tons of people played that and not the first one. So here's a little bit to catch mm-hmm. you up on this guy. Okay. I'm sure, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Did not did Bioshock 2 not do the same thing? Like, they threw Bioshock 1 on the PS3 disc? Yes. Just for funsies? Correct. Yeah, okay. Like, I was just like, this isn't the first time this has happened. And Dead like, Space 2 threw Dead Space Extraction on. And that, Was that a like, download code, or was that actually comic. on the disc? I'm not sure. Can't remember. Oh, yeah. And it also had that, Oh, and like, Gunstringer had Fruit, Fruit Ninja, so... You know, long line of... Anyway. Um... Okay, sure, I guess. You got a Blu-ray, so you might as well throw stuff on there. That's a great way to put it on. Like, that game, in its time, was great. Right? Well, that was one of the games, like, I played halfway through and then put on the shelf for, like, a year and a half and then played through the rest of it. Basically, I had my, like, 2007 holiday season in, like, 2009 because I played through Mass Effect completion that year, too. Like, I just oh, okay. bookended a lot of... Like, I just set aside a bunch of stuff so and then actually... It was a pretty good year, yeah. Yeah. I think I was too busy watching movies or something, though. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, so if you're on the fence, maybe PS3. But it doesn't have achievements, so now you're back on the 360 side. Boom. Sorry, Sony. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Sony... Oh, wait. Does, doesn't HD Collection come out in, like, four days? Shadow of the Colossus? Shadow of the Colossus. And... Yeah, it comes out yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. It'll be t- Tuesday, so in one day. Okay, like I pre-ordered that on Amazon. Will they ship it like tomorrow, and then it'll arrive on time, or no? I don't know. I don't like, really buy stuff on Amazon. You'll have to let okay. us know. Amazon's supposed to get like, you same like the day that it. Comes I think out. this will. Yeah, I think this will get a release date. Okay. Provided Dead you, Island guess, actually arrived a day enough. early, which I thought was cool. Like it was projected to arrive on Tuesday, and it was that wasn't a pre-order. Day, so. This might be a little different. Yeah, I know. I'm assuming they're aiming to get it to you on release day. That seems like something they would be trying to do. Hmm. Seems like a concern a lot of people would want. Hey, Professor Layton (laughs) Force coming out. Just sidebar. Did you guys know that? Yeah. I'm super excited. Comes with with Little London Story. The RPG. The the 100-hour-plus RPG. By some of the guys who worked on the Mother series. I really should work on those other two Layton games. Yeah, you should catch up. But I'm super excited. <coughs> Professor Layton 4. Starting up the prequel trilogy. And they showed some more footage of the uh, Phoenix Wright and Layton crossover. They did. It's polygonal. I know, that's the weird thing. It's weird seeing Phoenix not as a sprite. Weird seeing Professor Layton not as a sprite. Not hand-drawn. It's polygonal. It looks so weird. But yeah, it seems to be like, you know, Professor Layton's solving the puzzles to get the evidence like you thought, Nathan. Oh, okay. And it is called Versus. I was I was wrong. It is Versus? Yeah, apparently. That's what that's what the Facebook conversation I read seemed huh. to imply. I, I don't know. Someone was like, hey, it actually is called that. And then you were like, yep. Oh, man, and maybe they're against each other. Then. <laughs> then they started working okay. together at some point. Yeah, maybe enemy of enemy, my friend. No, now I now I might have okay. said the wrong thing again. But okay. What? 
Never mind. Just what? What's next? Roll with it. Roll with it. Back to back to Sony, like I was going to talk about. Um, it was just that weird uh, terms of service thing that happened this week. Oh yeah, the uh, the clause that they put in so you could never sue Sony if they do something bad. Yeah, no class action lawsuits for us. Yeah. Apparently, oh, EA well. did this exact same thing right after that. I guess they were like, "Oh wait, <laughs> you can get away with that." Okay. Like the process, like the, isn't there some sort of process to get out of doing right. that? Like if you, you want to get out of it, you can Sony send them a letter saying, "I don't like a want real that. with stamps on it in a yeah. mailbox and yeah. stuff." Yeah, put it in the wow. snail mail. Man. Well, so that basically guarantees no one is going to say no. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't really planning on suing Sony. Ever, so I've read apparently like you can't lose the right to do a class action lawsuit in certain provinces. Apparently, Alberta is one of the few that's exempt. Because there was a similar case by another company, and because they were the person was in BC, they were like, nope. the The court lauded that it was illegal, and they could go ahead with the class action lawsuit. I've also heard things like this doesn't actually take away your right to sue them. If you look deep enough, like or something, like something like, like this, rarely ever holds up in court and stuff. Yeah, yeah I've, I've yeah. heard anecdotes about that. Um, um, but still, just kind of weird. Just like, doesn't it? That just seems really shady. Not that Sony needs to be shady or anything, but it's just like, you know, in case we do something awful. Yeah, in case we screw up again, just to avoid problems, we'll just put this measure in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of understandable, but yeah, kind of sucks. Because I don't read 50 pages of legal jargon every time I update my iTunes. Come on. Yeah, nobody does. So, yeah. Stroll to the bottom. I agree. All right. Continuing with Sony. Sony. Blah. There you go. Last story. Um, this is actually where I was going with Uncharted last time. But then I realized Uncharted 3, this has nothing to do with that, really. Um, anyway, um, there's a comic book series and a book coming out. And a book? Yeah, you know, like, uh, only letters and words, paragraphs, some sentences, and pro- probably no pictures. There might be, there's one on the front. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> what about on the back? Um, okay. I don't know yet. This kind of reminds me of this weird, like, I was just looking through some content that was on my PlayStation, and I found this weird video that was like an Uncharted teaser motion comic or something. And I just watched, it's like fully voiced, Nolan North, everything, and it was like leading up to Uncharted 2. And I'd never, I don't know where that came from or why it was there, but I was just like, oh, this is kind of cool. And you can like download the rest of them, so, I don't know, like other media. you watch them all? Uh, it was kind of cool. No, No, it's free, I mean, it's a giant ad for Uncharted. There was actually ads in it, too, it would just be like, hey, we got this, uh, Jeep Explorer or whatever, I, I don't know. And then, like, that happens. So, yeah, it was ad-driven stuff, but... Nolan North, you know? Nathan Drake's a cool character, so... That's true. Uh, if you are going to read, read comics book, or the book, you don't get any Nolan North. That's true, so... But who doesn't know his voice at this point? You can fill him in your head. You already know Nolan North. Kind of, yeah. But um, I'm probably going to read the book. Okay. Because I mean, I'm basically reading every right, single so. game book. I'm reading the Bioshock book. I didn't mention that. Really? There's a Bioshock book? Bioshock Rapture. Yeah, it's the prequel. 
Oh, I Bioshock. read the Bioshock book actually. Atlas Shrugged. It was pretty good. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I heard that thing is the driest thing ever to read. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, anyway. Um. Anyways, yeah, this is the prequel to Bioshock. So we find out all about Andrew Ryan making Rapture. Is this like 2K Boston approved or whatever? They're irrational. Did they give thumbs up to this? 2K Games is on the back of the book. Right, but is it Sydney or something? 2K Games. <laughs> okay, fine. Levine? Ken Levine? That's his name? Yeah, Ken Levine. Any, any of that on there? Uh, there's Bioshock, there's Rapture. Don't worry about it. Let's just, let's just continue. <laughs> Oh my goodness, really? I don't know. But... I don't know. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I wasn't that. Anyways, yeah, that's what I'm reading. Okay, cool. And... I think that was it. Um, but yeah, so Uncharted Book comes out October 4th. Uh, it's called uh, The Fourth Labyrinth. So there you go. And then the comic so this book is the plot of Uncharted 4. I, I don't know. I have to assume it's leading up to the game. When's the game? November first, I believe. Okay, so there you go. So you know, read the book, read the, then play the game. And then there's a comic book by DC Comics if you're into comic books. DC um, Comics, really? Yeah, they're doing that. Um, oh. and also that should be around the time the new Mass Effect book's coming out because I know it's sometime in the fall. So there you go. Nathan, you should read that third one. It's really good. Okay. It's... More action. It's on a pile of stuff that I will deal with someday. Yep. That's it for news emails. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, the Facebook. Let's just see what we got here. Top down perspective at hotmail.com or Facebook. Get in on, on some conversations with us. And book. other listeners. Okay, this one I had no idea because I hate PCs and I've never understood, you know, what qualities to look for, and uh, I don't know. Um, this is from Aurora. I'm broke and running on a crappy laptop. Um, me too. I, I'll just put that in there. Other than Age of Empires Online, which has crashed my laptop four times now, um, actually, that it did crash once when I was playing as well. Uh, can you guys point me in the direction of any good, free, not RAM-murdering PC games? I, uh, I lost connection to a server a lot, but nothing about crashing. Yeah, I think that was more just in the aftermath of that weird uh, Adobe bundle of stuff that was ruining everything. Um, you know, you remember when we lost that one episode because my computer seized up mid-podcast? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so it might have been kind of around that time, but I I was playing Age of Empires one time when it did that, so that was frustrating. Um, anyway, so crappy, you know, good games for crappy PCs. What do you got? Point-click uh, games, because it doesn't matter how slow your PC game is. PC is. I guess the older, the better. Um, well, I'm, I'm just kind of saying, like, even, like, the new ones, like, you play some Back to the Future, it doesn't matter if it takes forever to load the scene. Nothing's going to happen. Well, but gonna... those, those games have some, like, specifically Back to the Future has more kind of going on than your typical uh, adventure game. Like You're, you're, actually ba- you're basically telling me you can only really play older games 
or like yeah. super low requirement ones. Um, like, yeah, so that's what he's kind of asking is low requirement. There's like good indie indie games and like kind of simple. Yeah, I was gonna indie. say indie games. Um, like maybe Meat Boy will work pretty good. No, too precise. You're well, I know, gonna... but like it's not like you're gonna be chopping up on a terrible. Yeah, I think you're gonna chop up, and it's way too precise. Is that really like, I know RAM murdering? You can't even do bit trip beat on my computer. It stu- it sucks. Oh, it's too stuttering. Machinarium was great. Another slow puzzle game. Puzzle games Dude. are great. Sorry, sorry to jump in for a second. You just mentioned Bitrip. Did that collection ever come out? Yeah, it's already out. I haven't seen it in stores. Oh, um, well, it's out. At least not the 3DS one. Giant Bomb has a review. Like, I can't find it in the store anywhere. Kind of Apparently hard. the 3D is makes it really bad, so it's right up your alley. Yeah, turn off the 3D. I'll enjoy it. Um, Bitrip Runner, that game's great. But Machinarium always worked real nicely for me. Okay. Um, basically, because uh, I always pick up like the Humble Bundle, those are all kind of slow-paced indie games I usually get. Those are all great, usually. Uh-huh. Uh, John, you're kind of a tech wizard, I'm <laughs> led to believe. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you, you. You've built PCs in the past, right? Yes, I have. You know, okay, what do you recommend? For gaming? Knowing what what's games? going on in the background. The, the problem is, like, a lot of the games... I don't really PC game anymore, so a lot of the stuff that's on Steam, I don't know really the specs of. Oh, okay. Like, does he say how bad his computer is? Uh, no, it just crashes playing Age of Empires, so... Yeah, that, that, that Age of Empires, like, one or online? No, online, online, the latest okay. one. Yeah. Like, I don't know how intensive the requirements are on that, but... I it My computer runs terribly if I have basically any graphics above minimum on for Age of Empires. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm literally running, like, no shadow. Oh, okay. I guess I'm not doing as shabbily. Maybe I've just ruined it with other things. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I always try turning down the uh, the requ- uh, your graphics and stuff. Windows windowed mode also made it run faster. Huh. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you, my computer's not great. I use a lot of indie games, puzzle games. Some you don't want something where a lot of stuff's going to be happening, or a lot of you need to react quickly. Hmm. I guess another qualifier here is like free to play stuff. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, is TF2 pretty, you know? Um, I, Depending on the computer, you can run it. Like, my laptop can run it. Uh, League of Legends, isn't that? World of Warcraft, but that's not free-to-play, obviously, unless you get on a free-to-play I, server. Right, right, right. Isn't Warhammer free-to-play now, too? I think I it no is. Idea. Uh, uh, pretty anyway. much every MMO out there now has gone free-to-play, or is going... DC right, Universe so, is actually going free to play, and it's yeah, kind it's of, about to, yeah. But I'm that's probably going to be a little that. system hoggy. I might get it for PS3. That kind of looks interesting. Oh, and uh, what was I the understand other? Farmville is free. And <laughs> yeah, I was about Face- to say. Facebook games. Here, Check out some go. Facebook games. Uh, timeline coming soon. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I already have Timeline. How did you do that? I just asked Paul the same question because I want Timeline. It sounds not awesome. great. Oh, well... It's, it's a hassle to get, anyway. Okay. You have to go through uh, a bunch of weird little hoops, and then you can oh. get it. Alright, I'll deal Facebook with that Facebook thinks I'm a developer, I guess. You have to okay, become okay. a developer. Alright, stop. Okay, this is from Christopher, uh, who also sent us a question uh, about mashup stuff, but we kind of talked about that to the point where Sean doesn't wish to discuss it once more. <coughs> I made you the bad guy. Um, special question <laughs> for John... 
Which rep weapon in El Shaddai do you prefer? I just got the game and I'm fighting with getting into the whole rhythm system. Um, personal, personally, I prefer the blade, or I believe it's the arc, is what they call it in the game. I believe. Okay. I need, I need to get back into that. I got distracted when I got gears. But there's uh, there's the glaive, which is I believe are the shields. I think it's called glaive. Uh, or no, no, glaive is the the projectile ring. Sorry, I don't remember uh -huh. what what the the arm shields are. And then there's the arc, which is basically your sword weapon. So I prefer the sword weapon. All right, there you go. What is the rhythm system? Uh, basically, uh, if you know how if you go like mash, mash, mash buttons, you'll you'll that's a rhythm. If you okay. if you basically pause on the second attack, if you go like tap, tap instead of tap, tap, you'll do a different attack instead. You'll either do a guard breaker or like a launcher or various different things depending on which weapon you're using. Okay. Usually it's a guard breaker, and usually it's really effective. Okay. <coughs> um, okay, uh, it's actually a follow-up question uh, from Aurora. Um, I just lost 10 bucks to the local retro game store on a broken copy of Xenosaga that they refused to give me a refund on. Uh, my question is, how many game stores have screwed you, and what stores are great to shop and great to avoid? Um... I don't remember ever buying a game that just straight up didn't work. Yeah, you could probably just resurface the disc. For, like, PS1 kind of stuff? That's... PS1, would, it would, did you say it's Saga or Gears? Oh, yeah, Saga, so that's PS2 stuff, right? Yeah. You could um, probably just get that resurface, like, go to, like, a, I was going to say Blockbuster, but they don't really exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get your discs fixed now? Uh, used movie store, I think, now. Zer Wildermacht. Anyway. Like cash converters or something. Cash converters do does it. Exist? Video game trader does it. Okay, yeah. yeah, video game trader. Would you recommend video game trader as an establishment? Uh, I know the I know the manager. I get along with her pretty good, and I, I buy I pick up a bunch of stuff from there. Their prices are kind of high though, and this is this is a Calgary thing, so a lot of people probably won't know this franchise. Right. But like, they're really nice people, and and they know their stuff. Prob the problem is they charge they charge what the games are worth, which mm -hmm. if you want to get a game. It's kind of hard, or sometimes they'll charge more than what a game is worth. Like I, think I got my Skies of Arcadia from them back in the day. Yeah, like, like sometimes they'll have like really good stuff. Like I got like Resident Evil Code Veronica for the Dreamcast for free from them. Okay. Why? Because it was like my birthday, so they gave me ten bucks off in a game, so I picked up that. Oh. Huh. Um, um, I don't think I've ever been screwed over by a retailer. Yeah, like I bought a dump, like a dead copy of Chrono Trigger on eBay once, but they were pretty good about returning it, so that was okay. What do you um, recommend then? Oh, I don't know really. You go to because, Amazon, like, you don't have to talk to people. Yeah, the internet's pretty good at buying things. <laughs> Retro <laughs> games, though, specifically. Walmart was great when they had their forty-dollar games. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool promotion. Stuff Usually, I go to Best Buy. For retro games, though, I'm trying to think. Oh, for retro know. games? Retro games, you're going to have to go to pawn shops or specialty stores. Yeah, there were some specialty stores games. from Edmonton at the Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe maybe up there is a good place to go. I don't know. Um, locally, yeah, I, I, I don't really. I just buy online. Or if I find something at a garage sale or something, I'll be like, ooh, cool. Got Mario 3 that way. With the box. Nice. So, I was happy. 
Um, and yeah, EB, I don't really like him anymore, but that's because yeah. I worked there. Me either. Yeah. It's like my last resort now is going to them, and they're always kind of snobby about it, so. <sighs> anyway, and final email, I don't, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll just read it verbatim and we'll see what Who's this from? you guys make of it. Uh, this is from Thomas. Okay. Um, what's up guys? I love the podcast, so I decided you decided to send you guys a question. I didn't really need to, but anyway. Alright, so this might not be related to video games at all, but I respect all of you as not only gamers, but role models as well. Ooh. So anyways, over the summer I met this girl after being introduced to her by a friend. So we started hanging out and stuff, and she ends up saying that she likes me. At first I had mixed thoughts about going out with her, but after much thinking I made my decision to ask her out. So anyways, I ask her if she likes me, and she ends up telling me that she just wants to be friends. So my question is, what should I do about the situation as something like this ever happened to you? We were on the radio. This is where I hit the friend zone button, and it goes like friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> just you okay. have like a sound effect board. Just yeah, exactly. Right for 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 friend zone. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't think you're really gonna change her mind on it. I don't think. Is that really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably not. Like if if it'll happen, it's gonna happen naturally. I I found. I can't believe we're having a discussion about this in a video game podcast. I know. Oh, this is great. Um, we're here I, to help with any kind of questions. <laughs> Lifeline, here for you. I, I found that my best luck with relationships has been when I was not looking for a relationship. Yeah, I would say so with me as well. How about you, Nathan? Man, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is the part where, like, Nathan says, I've never been successful with a relationship. <laughs> Yay! Like, this is awful. I, that's why I was reluctant to answer this. I have no good advice to offer you at all. I have failed in this realm as well. Do you have some things That specific thing hasn't happened? Oh, man. I don't know. Like, don't listen to your parents? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're just so old school in their advice that I I have no idea how the modern world works whatsoever. I've been trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, I'm outside of my depth. I've, I don't know. You You guys need to field this one. Yeah, um, you know, you've already hung out with her, and she said no. At that point, move on. Yeah, I wouldn't dwell on it. That's yeah. Um, but that's just kind of the thing, you know. Hang out with the person for a while, and if everything is going good, continuing, then maybe try something. But you don't just. I wouldn't. I would never really go back constantly to try and start something if it if it's already been said no. So as to what to do, oh, like, should he attempt to forge some sort of friendship, or is it just going to be awkward? Like, what would you... If he, I would say if he if he's interested in having a friendship, go ahead. If that's something that he doesn't really want, then move on. But in terms of, like, pursuing it as more, I, I wouldn't really try it. Okay. Um... That's, that's my advice, John. Alright. I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just you can stay friend if you can fi- if you can stay friends with her. Like just just do that, and just if something happens, and something happens. If not, then you'll meet the right person later on. Like I I've been in points where I thought I found a girl that I liked, and then either I got shot down or I ends up I was wrong. So right, I guess that general thing has happened to me, and uh, just don't don't get too hung up on it. Yeah, it's exactly. Like there's there is always someone else out there. 
There we go. I feel like super sad emotional music she's playing right now. <laughs> like the Hulk's, if, the Hulk's walking away theme. Yeah, if you can find that <laughs> and layer it in, <laughs> do, do, go do, ahead. Do, do, do. <laughs> anyway. Like, like Jurassic Park. A bit, yeah. Okay, if you, yeah, if you want to send us any questions about anything whatsoever. Although... Yeah, it seems we'll answer any kind of questions now, so. <laughs> yeah. Gates uh, top Top down perspective at hotmail.com or, you know, Facebook page. That that still works. Um, okay. Now, I totally overthought. You told me I was allowed to choose a topic for the end of the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. And I just started thinking about stuff, and I got way too caught up on the thing, but I'm still just going to try to do it anyway. Um, okay. okay. <sighs> topic was hats, but I'm trying to figure out the best angle. Basically, are you a hat person? Would you consider yourself a wearer of hats on a regular basis? Yes. Okay. No. The only time I wear a hat is in December. I wear a Santa hat. I have a pretty kick-ass fedora on my desk right now. So you're you're one of those guys that regularly wears a fedora out in public. It, it's actually for a costume. Oh, okay. It's for a Blues Nathan, Brothers do, costume. Do you consider yourself a hat person? Because I don't think I've ever seen you in a hat. I know. Like I, when I was a kid, I was just I I just kept thinking about it, and I remember there was a a baseball cap I had that had a an armadillo on it, and it just said Texas in big black letters. And I would wear that all the time, but I don't know where it is now. I lost it. So I was a hat person when I was young, but my head is kind of big for hats now, and it's hard to find a good, cheap hat, and I don't know where to go for, like, specialty, custom-fitted hats. Nor do I feel like I have the kind of confidence and swagger to just wear a fedora on my way to school or something. What about, like, a toque? I see lots of the yeah, yeah, yeah. these days wearing toques. Like beanies, if you want to call them yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Out of season, though? Because, like, in season, I will, just because my head is cold. But I well, never I guess it's just... kind of hipstery if you wear it out of season. Is that cool? Yeah, like, what is your thought on it? Is that cool? Like, do you, do you see somebody no, on the street... Like, I would get really sweaty in that. Okay, in so summer. practically, you're saying that just wouldn't work out. But I get yeah. okay, you're walking down the street, or you're in school or something, you're just walking down the hallway, you see a guy just walking along with a fedora. He's wearing, like, a hoodie... He's got a, you know, t-shirt and stuff, but he's got a fedora on. What is your, like, quick impulse, like, reaction to that? Are you like, yeah, that guy. Inside. Oh, okay. So you're not okay with that? I guess, I guess not. Okay. I'm more I'm just... of a practical person when it comes to fashion, I guess. Okay. Like, I'm just trying to, I, I, I was trying to think, like, when did the hat cease to be okay for, like, the masses to wear on a day-to-day basis in terms of, like, a fedora, you know? When was that jump where just it wasn't in style? Right, because in the 60s, to a certain point, it was in style. Like, I think it must have happened somewhere in there. Because, like, James Bond in the opening gun barrel thing, he would wear a hat for, like, the first few movies, and then there was a point where he doesn't anymore. So, like, whoa. Well, he never really wore the hat in the actual movies, just in that intro scene. Yeah, and, like, Doctor No, I think he does in, like, a scene or two, but yeah. So, something happened in the 60s, and I don't know what to make of it. And then I heard, like, you, uh... Like wanting to wear a hat? Well, I don't know. Like, I, I do kind of enjoy a hat, but it's always for something weird, like a costume or whatever. Or, well, like, are you only... wanting to wear a fedora specifically, or...? Mm. Like, I, I'm looking at a picture of you right now with a hat, and I really like that hat. Well, it's like a... That's up like close. That hat is really lame. It's like a bowler hat I got for a Halloween costume. It's a pretty cheap hat. I guess just seeing hats around because of Halloween and stuff has kind of spurred this on. But... Yeah, I don't know. 
Okay, All, like side question because there's this dude at work just wears a cowboy hat all the time. <laughs> I've been talking about this a lot actually recently. Uh, cowboy hats are never okay. The one time I can handle the cowboy hat is Stampede Week. Yeah. And outside of that, what do, I can't take anyone seriously wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Me, me as well. Despite living in Cowtown, like it just it's 2011. You're clearly not working at a ranch because I'm in a drugstore right now. So <laughs> it was just it's just really weird. Like I'm immediately just suspicious of that person. Like what is that guy about? Because he's wearing a hat. Not only inside, but it's a cowboy hat. So yeah, I can't. It's I can't take cowboy hats seriously at all. Hmm. Or cowboy boots. Okay. But more of the hat. Just western wear, in general. Like I have a giant sombrero, but that's just for like comic effect. Yeah, at like a hat party or something. Oh, I guess I also wanted. Okay, growing up in school, were there ever like theme days? In yep. your schools? Yeah. Did any of them involve hats? No. No, because like, it was all, don't wear hats in school, so they couldn't allow that. We had uh, weird stuff like costume day. And stuff like yeah, we had day. like superhero day. Okay. Uh, and what, or pirate day. Right. We had like 70s day. Yep. Which kind of resulted in some interesting... We had 80s day. Okay, cool. We had so that too, neon yeah. neon and sunglasses. I don't remember why. Why, did you have a hat day? Well, no, it's just, like, I think I specifically own a cowboy hat because of, like, a, a western theme day or whatever, so I still have one. Oh, okay. And then I, we had Crazy Hair Day annually. Right. Yeah, that was a popular one around my school, too. I would never do too much crazy stuff with that. Just kinda, yeah, I never, I don't think I did any of them. Hmm. This blow dryer get weird and get some... Gel up in there? No. Well, maybe once or twice. I don't. I don't remember. I've n- never really been a gel person. Hmm. You don't style your hair. You don't uh, look like a bro. No, I haven't. I can really... see you spiking your hair up until looking like a total bro. Well, okay. I guess I could try to do that at some point and see what it looks like, but haven't really <laughs> considered it. And then, then you can't wear a hat. Right. And then, like, even further on the thought train that I had at work a few hours ago, like, this all made me think, hey, I wonder what those guys ate during lunch at school back in the day. Like, what was a typical lunch for you guys? Did you guys have a cafeteria? No. And and what are we talking, like, high school here, or what? No, more like your formative years, like, uh, elementary. Elementary, okay. Grade four, it's like, all right, lunchtime, what do you do? That was still breakout your lunchbox time. Yeah, yeah. So what would you get? I remember specifically, I didn't like sandwiches. So yeah. having having lunches was kind of weird for me. Because I, I couldn't really, like, what can you bring to school mm-hmm. that wasn't a sandwich? It, did and your it school have, like, like, a microwave well, in the yeah, class? Yeah, we stuff. did, which that helped a lot. So I would get hot dogs. Yeah, that's what I used to have, too. Hot dogs and, like, SpaghettiOs and stuff like that. See, I don't like any kind of soupy stuff, really. Oh, okay. There was, like, some sort of Chef Boyardee, like, Primavera pasta thing or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah, I usually didn't have those. It, for me, it was mainly, like, I would get a bunch of kind of different snacks, like, get some carrot sticks, get a Rice Krispie Square. Hot dogs was sometimes a thing. Um, oh, okay. Maybe like, you were like never rolls. one of those, like, Michelinas dudes or anything? Because, like, there was kids in my class that would just always have that, like, every day. I actually, I did just have a some big of those thing things, of, like, a like, pizza pop. 
linguine or something. Pizza. Oh, yeah. Okay, or, I never uh, never had pizza pops really. Lunchables. That's like Remember the those? peel open yeah, and okay. where you'd get like three crackers, three pieces of bologna, and three pieces of cheese, and make yourself a sandwich. Okay. Oh man, do you remember Dunkaroos? Are those still around? Yeah, those were. I great. think they're still around. Okay, yeah. I did enjoy those. Yeah, those are still around. Do you remember Lick a Stick? No. no. It was the same concept as Dunkaroos, but instead of the cookie, you got a piece of candy, and instead of the icing, you got like two different flavors of just. Oh, I remember sugar, those. And you would lick the stick and dip it into the sugar packet, and it would come out all covered, and you would lick off the sugar. I don't think I ever bought those, but I think my sister was way into them for a while. She quite enjoyed a variety of candy. There's also those, like, baby bottles that had, like, weird liquid candy. I don't... What? Oh, yeah. Like, weird, potent sugar I was never drink. really into baby bottle. Yeah. Baby bottle pops. I don't... I don't know. Sour Patch Kids. Those are I like good. Skittles, so... Right. And they're advertising, as we've discussed before. Yeah. Um. Alright, yeah. I, th- I think that's more or less where the hat train took me. Um, the origins of everything and whatnot, or like the falling off in popularity and whatnot. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess if you want to email us related to any of the things we just talked about, what did you eat for lunch? <coughs> Are you a hat person? Uh, you see a guy with a fedora on your bus, what do you think? Let us know. <laughs> Top down perspective at hotmail.com. Um, that's it for me. Uh, Sean, do you want to take us out or? That's the end. Ta da! <laughs> Great hosting.